2: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hello and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that shines a spotlight on the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Bluzier, and in this episode, we're looking at the story behind one of the most famous performances of one of the most famous songs of all time, Marilyn Monroe's sultry rendition of Happy Birthday. The day was May 19th, 1962. At a fundraising event for the Democratic Party, Marilyn Monroe sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to John F. Kennedy. The televised gala was held at Madison Square Garden in New York City ten days before the president's actual 45th birthday. More than 15,000 guests attended that night, with top-tier tickets selling for $1,000 each, or about $9,500 today. Plenty of other stars gave performances that night, including Bobby Darin and Ella Fitzgerald, but it was Monroe's breathy rendition of Happy Birthday that stole the show. Months earlier, rumors began to swirl that Monroe and Kennedy were already intimately acquainted. They had reportedly spent the night together after attending a party at Bing Crosby's house in Palm Springs in late March. Some have theorized that night was when JFK asked Monroe to attend the fundraiser in New York, but according to his wife, Jackie Kennedy, the president's brother, Bobby, was the one who extended the invitation, much to her dismay. The First Lady chose not to attend that evening. Regardless of who invited her, Marilyn Monroe agreed to the appearance and even had a special outfit designed for the occasion. A flesh-colored chiffon gown adorned with more than 2,500 shimmering rhinestones. The form-fitting dress was so tight that she had to be sewn into it, and once inside, it looked as if she was wearing nothing at all. The year leading up to the event had been a difficult time for the actress. Her most recent film, The Misfits, had been a dud at the box office, and her divorce from playwright Arthur Miller had been so distressing that she checked herself into a psychiatric hospital in Manhattan for several days. She rebounded in the spring of 1962 when she landed the leading role in a screwball comedy called Something's Gotta Give. Unfortunately, her reliance on barbiturates had spiraled out of control at that point, and as a result, she was repeatedly late to the set, if she showed up at all. Her reputation for tardiness was frequently reported in the press and was even used as a running joke at JFK's fundraiser. Throughout the evening, actor and MC Peter Lawford repeatedly introduced Marilyn Monroe before looking back at the empty stage and calling for the next guest instead. When it was finally time for her scheduled appearance, Lawford pushed the joke even further, introducing her as, quote, the late Marilyn Monroe a description that would prove ominously prophetic in the months to come. The actress took the stage wearing an ermine fur coat draped over her shoulders. Lawford quickly removed the fur, revealing her skin-tight gown and drawing gasps from the audience. Then, accompanied by jazz pianist Hank Jones, Monroe began her famous take on Happy Birthday before transitioning into a version of Thanks for the Memory, with new lyrics celebrating JFK's work as president. You may have heard the clip before, or at least a parody of it, but just in case, here's how it went. Happy birthday
1: to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President.
0: president for all the things you've done, the battles that you've won, the way you deal with
1: U.S. Steel, and our problems by the time we thank you so much.
3: Everybody, happy birthday! And just like that, her long-awaited appearance was over. An enormous birthday cake was carried out to celebrate the occasion, and the president himself finally took the stage. Once the applause died down, Kennedy thanked the evening's performers and joked that he could now, quote, retire from politics after having had Happy Birthday sung to me in such a sweet and wholesome way. The evening's exchange breathed new life into the rumors of Monroe and Kennedy's affair. In a column about the event, journalist Dorothy Kilgallen described Monroe's performance as, making love to the president in the direct view of 40 million Americans. Whatever the true nature of their relationship, JFK and Marilyn Monroe never saw each other again after that evening. They interacted briefly at an after party, where the only known photo of the two was taken, along with Bobby Kennedy. But that was the last known interaction they had. It also proved to be one of Monroe's final public appearances. In June of that year, she was dismissed from her role in Something's Got to Give due to her chronic absences, and the film was never finished. Shortly after, on August 5th, the 36-year-old actress was found dead in her home from a drug overdose. Fifteen months later, President Kennedy met his own untimely end when he was assassinated less than six months after his 46th birthday. In the decades since these sad events, historians and fans alike have pored over the footage of Monroe's birthday appearance, searching for evidence of her struggle with mental health. In a way, though, it's the behavior of the other people that evening that offers all the insight one would need. Marilyn Monroe struggled her whole life to be taken seriously, not only as an actress, but as a human being. The futility of her efforts was on full display at the fundraiser, where she was made the butt of jokes and treated as little more than a sex object, at one point even being unwrapped for the ogling crowd. Some would argue that the actress relished the attention and that she leaned into the public's surface-level perception of her. There is certainly some truth to that, but we should be careful not to mistake resignation for satisfaction. In her last recorded interview, the actress touched on her status as a sex symbol she said quote i never quite understood it this sex symbol i always thought symbols were those things you clash together that's the trouble a sex symbol becomes a thing if i'm going to be a symbol of something i'd rather it be sex than some of the other things we've got symbols of i just hate to be a thing But in the end, symbols and things are so much easier to understand and control than individuals. Marilyn Monroe knew she was more than just a pretty face and curves. The powers that be insisted otherwise, but that was their failing, not hers. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.